0: Welcome to the main event, episode one. Welcome, 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 welcome to the main event. Hey man, I'm your host Jermaine Parker. This show is a labor of love and I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. I know that you could be doing anything with your time right now and I really appreciate that you're going to give me a little listen and give me an opportunity to prove to you that this is something that you need to subscribe to. You need to like, you need to share. You can find us on iTunes. I'm on Google play. Now we're going to be on every major podcasting platform that you can imagine. If you can't find us there, I got a website. It's the main event podcast.com. Go there. Check us out. It links to all my social media, my Facebook, my Twitter, uh, my Instagram. Go there. Check it out. Click on the links. Like say subscribe, like share, this is going to be a great show. And, you know, the, the big thing with the show is, is, that we're trying to, uh, provide some quality entertainment with some educational discussions about today's topics. Uh, a little bit about the show and a little bit about me. The show, there's nothing that's really off limit on the show. Obviously that I've got lines, personal lines of things that I think are distasteful and things that we're not going to talk about and stuff or we're, you know, we're going to, uh, if we we do it, we'll do it with uh, the uh, the class that it deserves. Because I expect nothing less from you. And I know that you don't expect anything less from me. Uh, for those that know me personally, and you know, with the show, with the popularity it grows, you know, I want to get more special guests on. Um, you're going to hear a lot from different people and walks of life and stuff. You know, the main focus of the show is about leadership or mentorship. You know, I, I talk about life coaching and stuff like that, um, because as a uh father of two little girls, am I gonna weigh in on uh some my thoughts and opinions about child rearing and stuff? Absolutely. School systems, you know, all that kinda of stuff. I'm a dad, you know, I'm definitely gonna talk about that stuff. You know, am I gonna talk about relationship stuff? Yeah, man. Hey, I'll tell you up front, I am currently divorced twice. Um and you think to yourself, dude, I don't really, really want to hear anything from you. No, you want to hear the stuff that you shouldn't be doing. I think I might be a qualifier on that. I think we learn more from our losses than we do our wins anyway. And if that theory stays true, then I'm championship material uh, for relationships. But it'll be sound stuff. And like everything else, you can take it or leave it. Um, you'll probably want to take it. But, you know, uh, one of the things that I'm going to try to do with this is that I want to uh, focus uh, this platform – Back to you guys, you, the listeners, your thing to make anything possible, you know, as we talk about uh, different things that have been going on and why they're important and what's the takeaway from that um, on the leadership side, because that's what the main event will be, Uh, the undercard stuff, because, you know, I got the boxing thing going on, the undercard stuff uh will be like social issues and stuff like that. And the main event might be something social. It may be our special guests and what their opinions are about a topic or whatever. Um, but it's always going to be drawing back to that leadership. What can you take away from that stuff? You know, if you are uh, in a company, you're middle management, you're trying to advance and stuff like that, this is good takeaway stuff for you there. Uh, if you're an entrepreneur and you're going to have employees, you know, you want to know how to manage those guys, you know, some of the things, you know, some things are just, in my opinion, just easy kills, uh, for management and stuff. And, but a lot of people, for whatever reason, kind of overlook them and stuff. Um, you know, I, I talk about me and my experience, you know, 20 plus years in the military as a senior non-commissioned officer. I'm working to finish up my degree in organizational leadership. You know, I am all about, um, making a workplace hum. um, But in the course of doing this podcast and putting it together over the last uh, couple months and stuff, you know, there's a lot of things in the news and stuff that I'm just like, wow, man, you know, I'd really like to talk about those things, too. You know, is that a separate podcast? I'm like, no, man, it's the main event. You do what you want to do. You know, you can have undercard stuff where you're talking about these social issues and stuff. And uh, so uh, I want to talk about those, too, because they're important to me, and I think they're important to you, too. So... We'll talk more about me and my backgrounds go along. I'm completely not afraid uh, to embarrass myself and continue to talk um, for a very long time. But what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to keep these episodes to about 45 minutes, plus or minus uh, 10. You know, we might run short some weeks. We might run long some weeks with special guests. I'm not going to cut them off, uh, especially when they're taking the time out to come on my show and uh, uh bless us with some knowledge and stuff and you might be surprised who we can get early um but i think as the show grows and stuff and like i say if you subscribe like and share and we get those numbers it'll be easier when i reach out to people and go hey you know what my listeners really want to hear from you and these are the things that they've been telling me and you're like well dude how, how, how do you know what i want to do look we're going to start broadcasting this thing i'm going to be on facebook live I'm instagram live and as I'm as I'm coming in, I'm going to be writing down these questions and stuff. Again, on the website, uh, themaintobeanpodcast. dot There's comment sections in there. You can leave comments on the Facebook. You can hit me in my DMs on, on the Insta, uh, Instagram. You can hit me up on Twitter. Uh, probably miss me there and stuff. Say, so, hey, man, you know, and anything you got, I'm willing to listen to. You know, because the the whole intent is that I make a show that we can all be proud of. That you can be proud to recommend to somebody else that you can say, yeah man, that guy right there, he's got some interesting views on how this uh little ball of dirt that spin around the sun works. And uh so like I say, we'll we'll talk about me and you'll you'll get to know me like, hey man, we're family. Uh just just consider me invited to Thanksgiving. If you subscribe to this man, I'm uh I'll bring a plate. I'll bring a plate. I know what the rules are. Uh, But, you know, the most important thing about this podcast is, is that we're not trying to be divisive. This podcast is about educational discussion, uh, bringing viewpoints uh, to each other, maybe that you didn't have before. Um, I had a young lady uh, talk to me a couple weeks ago, and I was talking about some comments she made on social media, on her Facebook stuff. And she's like. Well, you know, I looked at some of the stuff you're posting. I don't like some of your friends because they say some wild stuff, stuff I don't agree with. And, uh, um, I said, yeah, you know, people do. People say things all the time. Uh, good, bad, and different. And the thing that you, that I have to understand is, is that I can't shut out those opinions. Uh, just like this podcast where I want you to be able to be open minded and hear some of the things that I'm talking about because some things are going to be from, for some of you, a unique perspective, you know, coming from me, um, that you don't share with me. And just like, I don't automatically dismiss the things that other people say to me. I don't want you dismissing me offhandedly just because, Oh, it doesn't sound like something or my opinion or my stance on the issue or stuff. You know, um, we want to be open-minded. I leave that stuff out there because I want to know what, the other side is talking about on an issue that I'm opposite from. I want to know what your points are. Now, some of you don't have any points. I'm just going to be honest. Um, and some of you have the greatest points. I've read some really great stuff online. I've I read some really hateful stuff online and that's not the point of this podcast. You know, so I'm, I'm trying not to be political. Uh, this is not a political podcast. You probably found this under uh, society and culture and stuff. Uh, because there wasn't a leadership tab for me. So that's what I tabbed on because we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff and it's really me pulling leadership stuff out of everyday stuff. Um, so you can use it more practical examples about how you need to conduct yourself. That's where the life coaching comes in, you know, Hey, this is my opinion for this, you know, and I'm talking to millennials. I'm talking to, you know, uh, this group of people and stuff and I'm focusing in on this topic or whatever. You know, that's just, that's where I get that, uh, from. But like I say, I'm not trying to be political, but if I believe it, I'm going to say it. Um, by all means, uh, if it's so far off and I'm not a whack job, but if it's, you know, if what I'm saying doesn't, uh, doesn't jive with you, Hey man, I get it. It's not a problem. I don't have any hard feelings about that. You know, but there are some things that are political that I do believe in. You know, for those who don't know me, never seen me before, I'm a six foot four, 230 pound black man. Uh, so if we have a conversation about Black Lives Matter, you can pretty much know where my, my opinion on it is. Uh, I'm a black man. I do believe my life matters. And I do believe that there's a histi- uh, historical basis for prejudice and racism in this country. So if that's something you're like, I don't believe in that and I don't want to hear about that, man, hey, thanks for tuning in. Go ahead and subscribe, like, and share anyway. And, uh, but no, we can talk about that. And I hope to be able to give you some real uh, convincing arguments for some of the things I believe in. Um, but I'll go ahead and address one of the big elephants in the room. If anybody was thinking about it, hey, man, what do you think about our president? Hey, I think he's our president. Um, do I agree with everything he does? Nope. Don't do that. Um, but I'm not here to attack anybody. But this is a leadership show, and that's where I claim my expertise is. So I I feel free to criticize and analyze anybody in leadership. And if that means that I'm uh, analyzing and criticizing the policy, then that's what it is. It's kind of my right decision uh, to do those kind of things. Uh, but I'm not attacking anybody. I'm not asking. The only thing I'll say about that really is is that if you have a really big problem with the way things are going in this country politically, um, number one, you need to vote. Um, and you need to register uh, five of your friends to vote and tell them to do the same thing uh, if they're not voting, uh, one of the real problems we have in this country is, is that um, you're right. The wealthy don't listen to the poor because the poor don't vote. Historically, the numbers show that. Um, we get more people that vote for uh, Dancing with the Stars than we do for the President of the United States. And if you as a society don't see something wrong with that, Man, this podcast ain't going to help you. I don't know anything that's really going to help you. Um, this being the first podcast and everything, I'm going to go in just a little bit. I really just wanted to get an episode out here and stuff, man. Um... It's like I say, you know, as we go along, I tell you my personal story and stuff. So I'm actually uh, starting a real estate class, trying to get my realtor license in North Carolina. So I did my class today, came home and stuff. So I'm trying to knock out this episode where I got a free evening, And uh, it was important for me to, to stay up and get this thing done. And my episodes are one take. I'm not at the point yet where I'm uh, editing anything, So you'll excuse me for a noise or if I, if I mess something up, you know. You know, as we get along, we move along, like I'll look back at this first episode and you'll look back and be like, wow, that was terrible. Uh, <laughs> in comparison to how much growth I expect, you know, this time next year, uh, I expect to have so much growth on this podcast, so many followers and so many people liking it and stuff um, that I'll be able to uh, upgrade and get some editing software and I'll be able to do more special effects and stuff and hey you don't know how long it took me to get that theme music together and uh, I'm pretty proud of it um, so if uh, somebody wants to claim the rights to it I'm sorry I, I, I did my best to get some royalty free music and uh, mix it up for my purposes um, but this podcast has been months in the making I've been talking about it for months and like I say for the people that hung in there man Thank you very much. Uh, spread the word. We're doing weekly episodes, 40, 45 minutes, um, maybe an hour, but really typically no more than an hour. Um, there's something out there that says that really a lot of people kind of lose interest after that. I know there's a lot of podcasts that go on for hours and hours and hours. This is more for your drive to work. This is for when you're working out and you want to listen to something. You know, this is for that little quiet time. You got something playing in the background. Hey, man, thanks for welcoming me into your home so I can be a part of that experience for you. And, uh, like I say, it's a labor of love. Um, you know, I put out there on the website. If you check out my website and stuff, uh, or any of my social media, really, it direct you back to the website. And, uh, hey, man, I'm taking donations. Um, because I had to keep monthly subscriptions up for, uh, media hosting for all these episodes and stuff. Um, uh, you know, all this equipment that I've been buying and trying to get this, uh, to try to give you a quality podcast. You know, and if you got the thing, uh the intro I put out, the one thing that I got back from a friend of mine is like, Hey man, it was it was too quiet, man. You need to turn up the volume. I said, Yo, I can turn up the volume, that's not a problem. So, you know, I'm listening for that kind of feedback and stuff because I want this to be the best podcast that we can uh possibly have. So what's on the card uh for today? Man, I want to talk about Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> i really do it's re and, and, I, and i'll tell you this is one of those off off topic kind of things because um, uh, i mean i'll try to link it back into some leadership but i just really want to talk about black panther uh you know is an undercard and uh, uh why it was uh an important movie uh some of the silly stuff i've heard about it um but yeah, I want to talk about Black Panther and, uh, for our main event today, uh, I want to talk about the, uh, shooting in Parkland, Florida. And, um, so, you know, we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, you know, and I, and I'm really talking about that and I'll, I'll share a little bit about, uh, what's going on in my daughter's school and then. Uh, you know, we'll talk about gun control and stuff, but really from a leadership's perspective, I know everybody's got their, oh man, you know, this and that, hey look, we'll get to it, but, uh, I think first up, we just go ahead and, uh, we can, uh, get to the other car, hey, it'll get better, it'll get better. Uh, so Black Panther. So Black Panther is releasing theaters and stuff, and it is breaking all kind of Marvel records, man. And, uh, you know why? Because it's really a well-written film. Uh, the characters are really well developed. I'm not gonna do, if you hadn't seen the movie and stuff, I'm not gonna spoil the movie for you and stuff. I'll tell you, um, uh, it's very rare that, number one, I take time out to go see anything but children's movies. Uh, because that's what I do with my girls. Uh, I got a uh, eight and seven year old, and uh, I, I take them to the movies. That's our little special daddy daughter time stuff. And uh, so anything outside of uh, like trolls, uh, if I gotta go see it and stuff, you know, I'm usually going by myself to go see that kind of stuff. So it's a little extra time away, and I gotta find that kind of time. I, I've seen it three times. I saw it um, the first day it came out on that Friday, and I hadn't seen the movie on an opening day in a long time, but the buzz and stuff was so hyped for it and stuff, and I was lucky enough to find a theater that um, had some extra seats and stuff because I waited to the last minute uh, to make the decision. I didn't really know if I was going to have time and stuff to be free, so I went and saw it, and um, I had a buddy of mine uh, who I was in the uh, guard with who's gotten out. We went to go see it, and then I took my daughters to go see it, and um uh, so uh, a lot of people have been talking about the hoopla that surrounded the movie. Again, this was just a great movie. It really was. It was just really well done story, the pacing. Um, you know, now I'm I'm not a movie cricket. There's there's a lot of podcasts you can go to if you wanna uh talk about the script writing and stuff like that and you know, set props and special effects and stuff like that. Just as a, a fan of Marvel. Um, who by the way is just killing DC. Um, <laughs> I, I think at one point DC is going to understand that, uh, you're going to have to write a good script. Uh, you're not just going to be able to get off on name recognition. And, uh, hey, maybe there's your leadership moment right there. Is that, uh, at some point content is what's really going to matter. Um, and that's what I try to give you with this podcast. But for your personal lives, it's going to be the content. It's always going to be that that shiny, that name recognition stuff. Or, you know, you're somebody's son or, you know, you might have got your foot in the door uh, with knowing something or knowing somebody or being affiliated with some organization. But at the end of the day, when the rubber meets the road, it's about content. And this movie was about content. Um, why it's important uh, in the black community. Um, I was actually um, on YouTube and... As you watch one video, it goes to another video, goes to another video, and all of a sudden you're watching something completely different from what you originally were watching. And I just had YouTube playing in the background because I was uh, doing some stuff. And I heard this guy doing a Black Panther review and I'm like, oh, okay. And then it just kind of takes a 180 for me because then he's like, well, you know, I don't understand what they were talking about. You know, this is, you know, they're talking about, they're dispelling myths and stuff about, Um, uh, people won't come see an all black cast and stuff. And I'm like, well, it's kind of true. He's like, well, you know, what about 12 years of slave? Okay. So that's actually the point is that in our culture, it's okay. If we sing, dance or slaves, if we're to help, um, if we're drug dealing, if we're in those kind of criminal roles and stuff like that, absolutely. You'll come see. Absolutely. But to have a primarily African-American cast of characters below those kind of box office numbers was very important because they were none of those things. You know, why was Wakanda such a big deal uh, for the black community? Because it showed us the potential that we know resides in all of us. Not just blacks, but... If we're gonna go there then yeah the black community we love that we love that there was idea you know it was kind of like movies like coming to america where there was a um where there were still kingdoms and stuff when people are still affluent where you know everything was sort of a utopia of blackness um now i will say i don't speak for the entire black community i don't and for anybody out there who's like, hey, he's a leader in the black community, I'm telling you, we didn't take a vote. Uh, that dude self-elected himself to that position. Um, there's lots of people on TV who are community leaders, and I am, um, giving you the, uh, the quotations up there, uh, <laughs> for that term. But there are a lot of people out there who brand themselves as community leaders out there, and we're like, I'm, I'm like, dude, I, I'm pretty sure I didn't vote on that guy to represent me. Uh, at nine o'clock in the news, you know, that's, that's not what I did. Uh, but there were a lot of people out there who represent, um, in really bad ways. And so I, it, you know, throw me out, uh, bait with the bathwater kind of thing if I'm doing that. But, you know, like I say, I, it was really important because again, sort of like when President Obama was elected, you know, whatever your thoughts about his leadership or his policies and stuff like that understand that there was a positive image there that needed to be seen a lot of people will tell you that you could be anything and hey here's another thing for you as a a, a father stop telling kids they can do everything Uh, it's not true and it's 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 not It's, it's not true not every kid can do everything um, and I don't mean that in a, in a dastardly kind of way or trying to down your kids, something like that, like, Oh, Timmy's not going to do this. I think everybody has a special skill and stuff. I think we need to focus on the things that we do best, the things that we love and pursue those things. Don't, you know, hype people up to do things in fields where that's not their aptitude and that's not the thing that they love. You know, we like to call it job mismatch where there's somebody who's an awful, awful engineer. But they would be a beautiful uh, orchestra director, you know, and it's, you know, really trying to find your passion and stuff. But in the uh, example of President Obama stuff, you know, people say you could be president, but, you know, we would never had black presidents. So you're saying it, but we're not seeing it. And it's just like anything that you do, anything that you do, people pay attention to what they see. They don't care what you say. Your kids are the same way. You tell your kids, I don't do this, don't do that, you know, but they see and they're probably the best examples of how what you do is more important than what you say. They they hear the things that you say, but if you tell them that education is important, but you're not involved either in their education or your own education, then you're not putting your money per se where your mouth is and they see that. You know, when when it's time for my girls to read, I pick up a book and I do my reading. I'm like, hey, we're all reading together, you know, because as a leader in my household, that's what I had to do. You know, I had to set an exam for them to be like, hey, look, this is not a chore and it's not punishment. I do it, too, because I do believe that it's important. It's important enough for me to do. So it's got to be important enough for you to do. And as you go forward in your life and you're doing things, uh, at your jobs and stuff, when you tell your employees, this is important, well, if you're skirting around it and you're not doing it, then it's not really that important. Doesn't matter what the policy says, doesn't matter how many times you get up, doesn't matter how many PowerPoints and stuff. If you're not walking the walk, then it doesn't matter how good you talk the talk. So, just want to throw that out there, but you know, going back to the, uh, the black panther thing, you know, the representation, it was awesome. Um, and it just shows, um, like the reason I took my girls because there were some strong, strong African-American women in that movie and they were not maids. They were, uh, equal partners. And in a lot of cases they were in, uh, leadership positions. Um, and it just showed that kind of empowerment, Um, within those characters and stuff. And that was something that I wanted my daughters to see because it's all about modeling again, going back to walking that walk and you got to show people that stuff. So it's important when we see that those kind of things, it's important for everybody to be represented. You know, that's why when we talk about inclusion and diversity and stuff like that, um, it's really diversity, you know, a lot of people say it's diversity of thought. Not so much that, hey, I got a white guy and a black guy and a Spanish guy and an Asian guy. You know, I got a uh, female and I got this and I got that and I got that. And so what the, the reason why those people are important is because they have different perspectives and those different thoughts are important. You know, we all see things differently and we're able to sit down collectively and. And draw upon our different experiences in order to attack a problem and find new and creative solutions to those problems. And that's really what we're trying to do is trying to find solutions to problems together. You know, I was uh, talking to somebody um, today that was going through some stuff with their family. And one of the things I said, you know, one of the things that we all ever talk about um, a lot is death. You know, we spent a lot of time on some really petty stuff and we never ever really addressed a lot of important issues and stuff. And death is one of those kind of things that's inevitable for everybody. Everybody's gonna die. And so you have to ask yourself, you know, what's the real my real reason for being here? Um, how much impact can I have? You know, I think a lot of us when we get older, we kind of understand that the impact we have is that what we pass on, and what we leave behind, either to our children or for the next generation, through our works and deeds. And um, hopefully that's what the main event will be. Hopefully they'll be playing this uh, one day and they'll be like, yo, man, uh, that dude was kind of on point with some stuff. And uh, I really appreciate what he had to say. So Black Panther, great movie, still doing record numbers, still doing record numbers. Uh, I hear that they're going to rename the Avengers to Black Panther and the Avengers. Uh, no, but it's it's good to see. It's good for the community. I'm glad the community got out um, and supported the movie and stuff. And, you know, there were some people who were like, well, I don't know. Uh, is it just for black people? Man, that's ridiculous. Some people, um and a lot of people do this, and I see it a lot of times. I've posted stuff on Facebook where people have, like, kind of lashed out at me about stuff. And never read a word of the article that I posted. So, um, you know, I, I know that there were people out there who thought the Black Panther actually has something to do with the Black Panther Party. Um, the comic actually came out before the party was uh, established. Um, there's a lot of, like, little neat stuff about the comic and stuff. Jack Kirby, one of the writers on the comic, uh, was told, he's like, hey, man, you need to have more white people... And one of the episodes of this, so he had the Black Panther beat up the KKK. Um, so, so, you know, be detailed in the things that you asked for. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's good to see, um, people of all races, nationality recognize it. Number one, for a good film. And then number two, for, um, my community, our community, um, to be able to use it and use it as an uplifting moment. You know, I, I know, I, like I said, I went three times. I saw people in African garb, um, people celebrating the heritage and stuff, because a lot of the images and stuff were drawn from different tribes and stuff all over Africa. Uh, There's been, like, uh, lots of press junkets about it, and I, I, I'll let them cover everything about the movie. But it was a great movie. It was a great time uh, for anybody that thought that it was uh, exclusive of people. It wasn't. I'm, my buddy I'm going to go see it with, um, <laughs> white guy, uh, he had a great time. He enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed the movie for a second time at that point, and then the third time with my girls. Um, it just really has some really good themes, some very interesting characters and stuff. Really uh, well written. And um, uh, like I say, you see all the jokes on social media and stuff about uh, what people are doing and stuff like that. Hey, man, people dress up for all kind of stuff uh, for Batman, for Superman. Uh, let people have this. People like, Wakanda's not real, Hogwarts isn't real. I saw that as a meme, uh, and that was hilarious. But, yeah, man, and uh, things are all about perception, man, about how you take things in, you know, especially if you're going to deal with me. Like, I, I, I'll tell you, um perception um is from where you are kind of deal. You know, if, if you're not at a certain level, you can't understand certain things. And so, hopefully, through this conversation, we'll get you to certain levels. You know, I give an example of myself. When I was a young man, uh, I met this young woman. Well, she was older than I was. I was like 18 years old or something like that, somewhere around there, 18, 19 years old. And uh, I was actually working uh, at a front desk of a hotel and I um, met this young lady. She came in. um yeah, well, full disclosure, she uh she came in and she, she came in, paid for a room and like an hour later she's checking back out of the room and she looks very, very disappointed and stuff. So I jokingly said something about, you know, you well, know, you know, hours all you got, you know, you yeah, gotta give me a try, uh, duh, duh, duh. So she pays for her stuff and she writes her number down on her receipt and stuff. And um so I don't know if that that might be officially like my second good line that actually uh did something for me. But <laughs> so, anyway, I, I go over to this, this uh, young woman's house and stuff, and I remember sitting there and looking. There was a picture on um, some furniture and stuff, you know, pictures around the house. So there was a picture and stuff, and it was her and this other guy, you know, standing beside each other and stuff. I was like, man, that is a really nice prom picture. Uh, I was probably about 26 before it dawned on I me mean, that that was like a wedding photo. Uh, perception is, from, is, is where you were. I was like 18 years old, 19 years old. I just got out of high school. If you had a picture like that in your house, then it was prom. Um, but obviously, uh, it was a prom photo and, uh, maybe later I'll tell you more stuff about that story. Uh, just because I like getting into that kind of stuff. Um, and it's funny and I don't mind telling funny stories on myself. You'll find that out. Um, but, uh, so black Panther was good. And then, uh, you know, we're going to transition into the main event. So the main event is we're going to talk about the shooting parkland and uh, sort of my thoughts on that. Um, number one. Um, so we're, we're going to have this relationship. There's some things that we'll, we'll just talk about and we'll go ahead and get some terminology out there. This is a hot stove issue to me. And what I mean by hot stove is, is that if you've never been burnt by a hot stove, you never touched a hot stove. Uh, You don't know anybody's been burned by a hot stove. If I told you right now, hey man, do you want to touch that stove? You'd be like, no, it's going to burn me. You know everything you need to know about it with no affiliation. I think we can all agree that school shootings are hot stove kind of things where we go, that's bad. I think where we start our disagreements on these hot stove issues are how do we solve it? So, the the and it's an instant cycle. It happens over and over again, and people would like to run numbers to you. <clears throat> and uh, I saw some really, really good breakdowns of numbers of how many mass shootings percentage-wise there are um, in terms of gun violence and stuff like that. And uh, how many gun owners there are. And, you know, the probability of this, and the probability of that. I'm going to tell you right now, as a father of two little girls, a dead child ruins all statistics. There's no number that you can get me when you've got dead children. So, you can tell me, well, it's not a problem. Well, nothing's a problem until it's your problem. Um I think that, you know, probably on a national level, we have a lack of empathy out there uh, that we need to do something about. You know, I just don't understand how you... You don't understand that there are dead children out there and their mourning parents and stuff, and you're like, ah, this is political. No, this is personal for a lot of people, and for a lot of people, we have empathy towards those parents, and we go, hey man, I've got kids too. And if you don't have kids, I, you know, I kind of get the fact. But you, you, you got a brother, you got a sister, you got a mother, you got a father. It could be working in the school. They'd be going by the school because the shooter could be leaking the school and stuff. And, um, so we, we get into the issue of gun control and what does that mean and second minute rights and all sorts of stuff. Hey, look, you know, like I said, for when we talk about the main event, we're talking about leadership and stuff and what our leadership needs to come through is with clear clear direction about what we're talking about now do i have my personal opinions about what gun control is and stuff the second amendment for anybody that says that they're keeping a gun because they're afraid the government of the government and if they take the guns the government's gonna come get you dude you you're you're not messing with a predator or abrams uh tank um <laughs> if the government turns on you your ar is nothing they will simply drone strike you Um, (laughs) I just, you know, I, 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 I like the idea that you, you are, well, I've got a thousand rounds and then, okay, well, they've, they've got a bunker buster. Uh (laughs) I don't care how deep you think you've dug in. You have not dug in that deep dude. Um, if the government turns on us, it's just over. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a national guardsman myself, uh, and I'm not saying I'm coming to anybody's house, uh. And, you know, in, in, you can, you can understand this, you know, as soldiers, uh, and I can't talk for, um, police officers and stuff, but we have things called lawful orders and stuff, and, they, you know, that shouldn't be your number one concern, nor should it be your number one defense. Um, if you're talking about home defense, a shotgun is probably one of the best home defense weapons out there. Uh, as a man with small kids and stuff, Howler rounds flying through my house—not a good idea. A buckshot that stops in the walls—I can always replace the walls. And I don't know about you, but in the middle of the night, if you hear, uh, most people don't want to play with that anyway. Uh, they know what that is. That is a universal sound. I'm pretty sure you can walk up to anybody and go, and they would be like, "Oh yeah, that's a shotgun. Um, <laughs> that means that somebody's angry with me and I shouldn't be here." Um, but. Like I say, you're just personal opinions and stuff. I mean, do I have the answer to it? Man, I I don't have the answer. I I don't think the answer is inaction. I don't think the answer is to say, "Well, well, we'll table it. Now's not a good time to talk about it because it's never a good time to talk about it. That's actually the best time to talk about things when they're not a good time to talk about it. Um, you know, that's just like, you know, be driving down the road and stuff. And I run out of gas and I look at the pastor's, you I go, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> really? Uh, okay. We'll just thoughts and prayers ourselves to the next exit. Um, that's not how it works. You know, you're in that leadership role where you've got to kind of, Hey, this is when we talk about it. Um, this is how we go through a grieving process and this is how we help heal those people who have been affected and stuff. Um, you know, and so, like I said, I've got two um, young girls. I've got a second grader and a third grader who are doing outstanding, by the way. Uh, my kids are smarter than yours. No, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. No, I'm serious. Um, but no, um, uh, we just recently got from their school um, an alert. They're installing metal detectors. Um, there was a Google post that threatened their school. And they're searching bags and lockers and, you know, there's a police, you know, I went and dropped my kids off to school this morning and there's Charlotte McBurk police, uh, sitting in the parking lot. Um, this stuff is real. It's not just away from you. Uh, it affects people that you know, and that's why this is a great leadership moment. This is an opportunity, um, you know, I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, I don't know what the president, he's, what's he going to do and stuff, blah, blah, blah. Um, I always tell people, and this is not just for this president, this is for uh, uh, all presidents, um, the most important elected officials in your life are your local elected officials. If you don't know who your judges are, if you don't know who your mayor is, if you don't know what their political deal, like and in Charlotte we have a city council, if you don't know who's on the city council... And what their political agenda is, because those are the guys that enact laws all the time that affect you directly. Um, you know, there's a big lobby machine out there um, nationally that kind of keeps a lot of things in check, and that's why a lot of people are, are, are uh, feel disenfranchised from the voting process because they don't feel like their vote really matters. Well, it does matter because you can eventually. Uh, vote people in who aren't taking those checks from, uh, special interest groups and stuff. Um, so that's why it's important for you to be involved. And again, it's not your words, it's your actions, um, that matter the most, you know, you can be on social media and be upset, but that doesn't mean anything if you're not doing anything. Um, uh, so you if you're going to talk it, man, you need to walk it. Um, but this is where we as leaders, we go, Hey man, we need to organize. We need to think these things through there are solutions. Um, a lot of people talk about that. Um, if you take these guns away, um, not just the AR series, any high capacity, um, uh, magazine weapon that criminals are still going to have access to them. Um, you, you w- will to take into account that a lot of weapons are stolen from law abiding citizens. And I understand, you know, as a law abiding citizen, I'm always thinking, man, why are you always going after me for stuff? Um, I mean, I've never tried to blow up an airplane, but, you know, we use those kind of rationales. Where we go, hey, you know, this and that. And, you know, I, I, I think really at the heart of it, though, we really need to get back to the point where we sit down and we have calm, factual based conversations and we try. And quite honestly, you know, like say, I, <laughs> I like to see stuff blow up. I do. Uh, I like to see stuff on fire I, I like to see stuff blown up uh, I, I'm that kind of dude um, but if it meant that my children would be safe I would gladly give up all that stuff because that's kind of meaningless you know like I say we're all going to die but that's not how I want my children to die I want them to live first before they've got to die and I want my life to mean something that I gave it back in order for them to have a better time and a better life you know it's not a felon of leadership um, that we have not solved this uh, yet at this point, And with the students uh, from Parkland and they, they've got to be applauded because these, 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 these young people and people are so nasty. I heard so many things when, like, you know, your generation is pod ties. Really? Um, I'm 42 years old. I don't even want to go back to what my generation was doing and what people were saying uh, about us. But these kids are trying to organize and stuff, and you know what? You don't have to listen to them. But I'll tell you this, in a couple of years, they're going to be voters. All these kids that have lived through all this stuff, the colobines, the park, you know, all these shoes and stuff. These kids are growing up. And while we may not be able to push it, elected officials have got to take notice that these guys are organizing and stuff, and social media is a very powerful outlet for the people to try to get together and stuff. And they are doing a really good job of politicizing this and, <clears throat> excuse me, moving forward with their agenda, which is to curb the violence. It's not to offend anybody's, you know, to take away anybody's rights. It's just to curb the violence because, you know, they had to look at a friend or teacher, that got shot in the face. And, um, I don't know, that kind of stuff motivates you. So, as leaders, we need to... Um, get on board with what's going on. And a lot of people say it won't change and stuff. Hey, like I said, I'm fourteen years old. I remember when, if you were a young lady, you were like in your teens in the South and you got pregnant, you had to go away. Um, <laughs> I, you know, there was no such thing as, you know, young girls giving birth to the children and stuff. Um, times have changed, you know, uh, and rightfully so, because a lot of things that we do are outdated and we need to understand that, and just because you did it before does not a good reason to do it again. Um, simply because we have something and you want to call it a tradition, um, doesn't really make it a tradition. Um, I'll give you a perfect example in my life. My, uh, my children have KL initials and my ex-wife told me, well, it was a tradition because her and her siblings all have K-L initials, first initial K, middle initial L, and there's six of them, and it was a family tradition. I said, well, it's only going on for one generation. You got, like, a niece, you know, a nephew, a couple kids that have followed on with that, but, you know, there's no such thing as a first annual cookout, um, you know, and even if it was the 200 generation stuff, simply because we break with tradition and stuff, like, I, I saw a post the other day talking about... Um, they were watering down football because they were not allowed to tackle at certain ages in certain states and stuff. And somebody said, ah, you know, these kids and stuff, you know, we, you know, one day, <coughs> excuse me, football isn't going to be what it used to be. And I'm like, yeah, it's not because gladiators aren't around either. You know, at some point things become barbaric um, and outdated. And we just don't do that anymore. You know, we kind of rise. And that's the purpose of evolving and rising as a society is that we don't continue to do things just because we did them before. That's not a great reason. It's not a great reason. Even if we've had success doing it that way, there's opportunities to do it better and we should always make room and take advantage of those opportunities. Hey man, this has been the first episode of the main event. Like I said, you can go check us out at uh, the website, uh, the main event podcast.com. I'm on iTunes. I just got hooked up on Google play. I'm going to be on all the platforms soon. Um, subscribe, like, share, I've really enjoyed talking to you. I'm uh, on my 45, almost 46 minutes, so I'm on my plus side today. Uh got a little into it. I hope you really enjoyed it. Uh, I'll be back next week. I'm trying to have these uh, come out on Friday. I wanted to go ahead and get something out this week, so there won't be an episode coming out this Friday, but look for me next week, next Friday, uh, with a new episode of the main event. Until then, hey, peace, love. I love you guys so much. Hey get it.